Hello, and welcome to the Future Proof Podcast. This is our bi-monthly podcast where we chat about stuff we're working on and anything cool we're planning. I'm Melissa Avery Weir. And I'm Gregory Avery Weir. And uh, we want to open with something a little heavy <laughs> this this time. Yeah. Uh, we'll, be, we'll get lighter later. We've got some fun stuff coming up, but uh, we just wanted to talk about the situation. Uh, we're in the United States, and uh, today... Uh, when we're recording this is when the uh, Supreme Court announced that they had essentially overturned Roe v. Wade, which guaranteed abortion rights. Yeah, so um, super brief summary is that for the past 50 years, folks, pregnant folks in the United States have had the ability to have had access to abortions at varying degrees of difficulty, depending on where you live in the country. And as of today, states are able to pass laws that either that ban abortion at such an early date that effectively no one knows they're pregnant. <laughs> so that's really rough. Um, abortion is and should be a human right. And the curtailing of access to it and essentially forcing people to travel to get it if they live in about 13 states out of 50 in the U.S., is horrendous. So that that's a huge bummer in the news today. But people are working locally in just about every state, especially around large cities, to make sure that folks have access to abortion, whether that is to help with traveling, to help with some of the supplies involved in pre or post abortion care. Um, I'm going to put some links in the show notes to some resources, uh, lists of abortion funds that you can donate to, or if you are in need of using one, there'll be some links there. It won't be exhaustive, but I have a couple of good sources there. Yeah, U.S. politics feel a little rough right now. (laughs) Yeah, and I mean... This sort of thing is relevant to our work. We, One of our core values as Future Proof Games is audacious compassion. And we don't even think this is particularly audacious. We think this is pretty basic compassion. Yeah. On the In the same method of thinking, uh, we're both queer. Uh, we know that queer people uh, of every variety have always been a part of society. Uh, mm-hmm. That's a good thing. They always will be. Trans people gay people, drag queens, which those three things are not the same, by the way, if you weren't aware. Um, It's a good thing to remember. They all deserve to exist, and uh, it's a good thing to teach kids about the variety of ways that people do exist and help kids to understand themselves in the context of what society expects and how they might differ from that. Yeah. And if if it's cool, if I just say like specifically why we're bringing that up is that um, there's been sort of this recent strong and uh, increasingly successful or at least partially successful backlash against things like uh, having queer books in libraries. Queer Mm -hmm. books is a weird term to say, but books featuring anything queer. Anything that mentions that queer people possibly could exist. Yeah. Writing, uh, curtailing what teachers are teaching, um, and a particularly violent and scary reaction to things like drag queens reading kids' books at libraries. It's wild. So (laughs) that's sort of uh, the impetus for us bringing that up, because 
this, those things are, <laughs> the statements, what Greg said is always true, <laughs> uh, but it is, it is recent events that are causing us to, to talk about it. And then I think sort of the, the final thing we want to say on this current U.S. political front that has been weighing on us a little bit has been that, like, you are legally allowed to discuss your pay with coworkers, and you should absolutely do so. I have done great things for my career <laughs> by talking to my colleagues and getting a sense of who's being paid what. I feel like I've probably also helped some other people by doing so, by, you know, letting us just openly compare and talk about our rates. And that's if you're if you're outside of the U.S., uh, definitely like check up on whether that's true for you, because it might may or may not be. Uh, I get the feeling that a lot of places have have stronger protections for workers than the U.S., <laughs> but uh, we can only yeah. really speak to to things here. While you're talking to your colleagues, you should consider unionizing. <laughs> For sure. The ability to have some of the protections and, and benefits of collective bargaining are immense. And we are seeing an unprecedented wave in the U.S. right now of Starbucks and Amazons and game, game development mm-hmm. groups, which is weird. Being able to and, and unionizing, which is very inspiring. If there were more than just the two of us <laughs> co-founding this company, <laughs> if we had yeah. employees, <laughs> uh, I don't know if hope. we ever will. I w- would probably be more likely to like form a co-op or something. But yeah. if we, yeah, if if we don't for some reason, uh, we I think you can we we support unionization and you can hold Absolutely. us to that. If somehow we end up with enough employees to. <laughs> To make it worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Poking our head out of the sea of politics in which we live. We uh, did a kind of an interesting little bit of technical updating to Exploit Zero Day that was a little bit dramatic. Um, This is definitely going to be one of those uh, like techie discussions. But um, we recently, we've had for a while uh, in Exploit Zero Day, our, our, our web-based puzzle game we've had thumbnail images for systems so that you can get a little preview of what a puzzle is going to be like before you play it Um, and then relatively recently we added that for clusters of puzzles so you can see for an entire like group of puzzles kind of the structure of it and what it's shaped like Uh, and we've had some problems with those kind of not being generated reliably uh, which was sad because sometimes you'd have like missing images and stuff on on the list of things Mm -hmm. and so recently in an attempt to fix those missing ones we adjusted how all those things were were saved so we didn't really adjust the the generation of them um like how the actual image is drawn yeah we adjusted how often they generate yes and we also changed like the method of before we deleted the old file generated a thumbnail and saved it and so we switched into generating the new thumbnail saving it and then deleting the old file but when we tried to deploy (laughs) that we realized that we'd broken it um because when we develop locally we store files on our local file system like my computer has files on it image files on it that are thumbnails generated um and we also do that on our staging server we just use the local file system but 
in production with the the version that that y'all get to play uh we save files on on in the cloud using amazon s3 as the service uh and i think i think i'm the one that messed this up the way we saved the way we changed to saving things doesn't actually work in the cloud um we made i made some assumptions and and because we couldn't test until it got to production we ended up having to roll back the deployment that we did back to a version mm-hmm. we knew worked um we finally got that fixed it's a it's a silly fix but if you've noticed that you've had trouble saving systems or clusters or your things have been missing thumbnails that should be fixed now um I think that we caught all of the cases where there were missing thumbnails and have kind of regenerated them. If you notice something that's still missing an image or where the image doesn't match what the thing should look like, uh, let us know and we can we can fix it pretty easily. Uh, so just drop yeah. us a line, um, info at futureproofgames.com or post on the forums at forums.exploitzeroday.com and we'll we'll fix it up. If you're interested in getting our games, we've got some sales on. Yep. Uh, games other than Exploit Zero Day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is free. That's free. Yeah. <laughs> uh, both Itch and Steam are running their summer sales right now, both running until July 7th. And all of our games on those platforms are discounted. On Itch, we do a 60% discount. And games on Itch that are also on Steam, so it'd be Ossuary and the Majesty of Colors, include Steam keys. So... You'll get that as well. On Steam, we discount 50%. So less less of a discount there. We like Itch better. <laughs> we think their business practices are better. So we wish to encourage them. But yeah, I will include links. I'll include lists of games. I'm not going to list all the games. that just gets yeah. horrifically. You got four titles on there for pay now. Yeah, futureproofgames.itch.io. And in the show notes. And uh, it includes the books that are on Itch. So it's not just the video games. So July 7th, mark your calendars. And to to lighten things up a little (laughs) bit, (laughs) we figured we would talk a little bit about some of the games we're playing lately, because we're both playing some really good stuff. Yeah, and it's 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 nice to be able to distract yourself with entertainment some. That's a that's a that's a healthy thing to do. Um, yeah. We've both been playing Beat Saber, which has the the benefit of also giving us some cardiovascular exercise, <laughs> which is also good in times of stress. Um, yes. if you haven't checked it out, it's a virtual reality game. It's really cool. It's a rhythm game where you're basically like dancing in time with with music in the form of slashing blocks apart with lightsabers. The blocks come at you, um, and they've got, I think, real good music built in, and then you can also mm-hmm. mod it to get, like, all sorts of songs that people have have uh, made maps for, so you can, you know, pretty much any any popular music that you can think of will have it, and then a whole lot of, like, EDM. Yeah. We both also play Warframe, and are in a, I will say we're in a Warframe phase, generally, like now. Yeah. Uh, we... We're always playing Warframe, <laughs> but sometimes we don't play Warframe for a while. Yeah, uh, we've played for a few years now. That's a weird mm-hmm. thing to realize. I tend to play more in sort of large bursts where I'll go a few months playing decently often and then kind of ebb off. But yeah, they've recently done two notable sort of content updates that have opened up some new areas for play and and good story and it's been i mean 
every, I don't know, what, 20 hours of play, one of us will go, this game is free. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's amazing what they, how much stuff and, and the quality of the stuff that they have in that game is for, for no upfront charge and very reasonable monetization. Like, if, yeah. if, if you have feelings about how free games monetize themselves and make money, uh, you'll probably be satisfied. <laughs> yeah, as we do, you'll probably be satisfied with how Warframe does it. Yeah, pretty. it's pretty impressive. Uh, and then, uh, and I, Solo, have been playing a game called Shadows of Forbidden Gods. And I don't remember where I heard about this game. Presumably a podcast. <laughs> Possibly... The strategy, Rob Zachney's strategy podcast, Three Moves Ahead. But Shadows of Forbidden Gods is a strategy game. It gives sort of 4X vibes, except that um, instead of sort of being a ruler of a country, you are a god that is uh, slumbering and slowly waking with each turn. A terrible evil god, right? A terrible... Oh, right. Yes, actually, that's the that's actually very important. Yes, you're evil um, and you're going to consume the world or something. I think the different gods have uh, different sort of end states to lead to different strategies. But what you're doing is you're you're moving agents around a world and taking over existing human places, sort of letting shadow grow, corrupting rulers um, and sort of spreading influence and, and domain that way. So it is a game that um, makes one, if, if one is so inclined, think about the ethics of playing an evil entity in a game and the glee that one can find in that. <laughs> mm. I think is a fraught thing that one should think about. Um, but it is a delightful game and I'm enjoying learning the strategy. Um, I'm not always very good at that sort of game, but I'm doing all right at that. Yeah, recommended. Mm. Just a little while ago, I was playing Half-Life Alex, which I don't know that we need to talk a huge amount about, but it's a good game. It's a it's a Half-Life game. I like Half-Life games. Uh, they did an amazing job at making a virtual reality game where you shoot things, uh, <laughs> and it's uh, it's scary and gets my heartbeat going and feels cool to play. It's very scary. <laughs> yeah, it it. it varies i haven't gotten to the part that most people talk about being super scary but we'll we'll see oh God. um but that for a game that's a little more uh aligned with the sort of things that we make it future proof games uh, i've also been playing hard space shipbreaker which is a great game um it's a game where you're uh working at a space scrapyard taking apart spaceships and all this you're you're it's first person you're flying around in zero g and using various tools to to disassemble spaceships and there's all sorts of hazards you have to worry about you know explosive decompression or fuel lines catching fire and it's all in this really interesting context of labor so we were talking about unionization earlier this mm -hmm. is set in a dystopia where labor rights are even more restricted than they currently are in the United States. And, uh, and it's got a pretty emotionally affecting story about like, what does it mean to have worker solidarity when the bosses hold all the, all the power um, and you're doing a very dangerous job and they literally own your life. Um, so I would definitely say, check that out if you haven't. And just like watch a video or two of it being played and you should, 
be able to tell if it's the if it's the game for you. Uh, they recently released like it had been in early access for a while, but they recently like put the full game out and it's great. And if you want to see us playing uh, games, uh, we stream regularly. Uh, I don't know if this will go out before then. We'll see. It's gonna be it's gonna be a weekend for both of us. But <laughs> yeah, Sunday the twenty sixth of June. Um, this is June, right? This Ugh. is June. Yes. I'm Oof. leaving that in. <laughs> you can leave that in. That's fine. Sunday the 26th of June uh, in the afternoon, we I will be streaming a game called Inglet. Uh, it's it's one of the people who worked on it was Niflis, who I've been a longtime fan of. Kanit is one of my favorite games ever, so I'm very much looking forward to playing it. Uh, if there's still time when this comes out and you hear this, you can catch it live. Otherwise, you can... Uh, see our archives on youtube it'll probably take me a bit to get it up but, but we archive all our stuff and you can keep up with our schedule of streaming at futureproofgames.com slash streams yep you can find all of our stuff over there at futureproofgames.com we are over on twitter at play futureproof and on youtube as futureproof games where you might be watching slash listening to this podcast Oh, yeah. Hit us up with any uh, questions or comments over on our blog or social media. And uh, our theme music, which I still love every time I listen to it, is <laughs> Juparo by Broke for Free, which is used with permission. Mm-hmm.